It's a big shot. Ooh, ooh. And now I think we're ready to record. <laughs> I should have been the cold. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves, you know, this is the Daves. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to the days I know. Uh, sad boy, sad girl edition of the podcast. Um, hot summer. Yeah, hot, hot summer, sad people. Um, in in certain respects, in other respects, we are we are good, but uh, lots of the respects are not. So we have the, the regular women win. The women win. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, speaking of women, we have Jess on the podcast. Jess, how you doing? You are the, the token woman of the podcast, considering you're the only woman of the podcast. And <laughs> no, there's only I'm three the of us. Token woman. The token. The token. The, uh, the token woman of the podcast is probably <laughs> Anna, my wife. Is my wife. So. Are you the lady of the lake? <laughs> wanted to be in seventh grade. I wanted to grow up to be a priestess. I read the Mists of Avalon. There you go. Fun fact, that's why people listen. MJ, we have you. What did you want to be when you grew up in, when you were in seventh grade, MJ? When I was in seventh grade, I probably wanted to be a rock star. Okay. Any yeah. particular never die. Any particular uh genre of rock star? Were you oh, an guy or a uh, a Kurt Cobain was, kid? Or? Back then it was very pop rockish and oh. and I would have been playing keyboards. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't learned how to play guitar yet, so yeah. So, so you were, so you were, you were Rick Ocasek then. Yeah, no, I don't know what I was, but it, it was pretty nerdy. Okay. Yeah. On his Casio electric guitar. Yeah. No. Very right. cool. Uh, not a key, not a Casio guitar. It was a uh, probably probably a Kawhi piano or a Korg at the time. But yeah. All right. Well, in seventh grade, I think I wanted to be like a doctor or a veterinarian. Probably a doctor. Um, and then when I took biology and chemistry at the same, like right one after each other, my first year of college at eight o'clock in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it very, quick, it. it very quickly disabused me of the notion of that my ability to do science um, as well as. Get them young. Get them young. <laughs> so. Quit yeah. early, kids. Quit All right. early. Speaking of quitting early, Minnesota United played a game. <laughs> Technically, they played a match uh, on Saturday. Montreal four, Loons zero. We're not going to talk about this match. How many one because, did you lose? Yeah. Did you? So I didn't watch I didn't this watch match. The highlights. I was. Uh, I was. I took my kids, both my kids, to the Minneapolis City match. Smart choice. Where, where they had an amazing time. Ragnar brought his own megaphone, so he was doing chants. MJ, you missed it. Ragnar was doing chants. Uh, awesome. Clara. 
Clara, and we, so we also brought our tambourine. So Clara was doing like drumming on the tambourine. Nice. Wagner was doing chants. It was, it was fucking. It was very cute. It was it was uh, ovary Parchment bursting. Family you pictures. Did you Over, get pictures? I have. Oh yes, buddy, I have pictures. Uh, there's. I post a picture on my personal Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Of uh of Clara's. Well, I, just, I posted just the one. It's it's what I what I call Clara's inevitable solo album cover. And it's just her yeah. pouting, and she's yeah. got these like ridiculously cool, uh, cool rainbow uh, rainbow colored uh, rain boots, and she's in yeah, her yeah. mini up like her pink Minneapolis city shirt, and she's like sitting, she's like doing this, and she's going, oh my like, god, scrunching up her face. It's very it's ridiculously cute. Put that on um, her graduation page right oh. now. I'm going to I my my goal at some point in my in her life before she turns 18 maybe when she turns 18 I'm gonna get that picture blown up to like four by six and mm-hmm. just like give it to her as like a a a, a picture it's just like right, a right. canvas um, yeah. it's an That's it's a an graduation amazing present for her everyone a, should have a, a really great picture of them and hang it in their homes we are ama- in we need this people the world is toxic <laughs> build yourself up. Build somebody else up if you got it in you today. Yeah. If you don't, work on you. Yeah, it's uh, it's like I said, it's it's an amazing picture, and I got a bunch of other pictures that I should I should actually post them because they uh they are pretty good. Duh, so bring happiness into this world, goddammit. Yeah. Um. So I didn't watch the mini the Minnesota game. I watched a, a shitty Minneapolis City game, which we can talk about in a little bit. Uh, I did not watch the uh Minnesota United game. Uh, and I know MJ, you were not there because we we chatted on Sunday. Uh, Jess, did you watch? Jen and the, I made the, the great decision to go hear the Bad Floss, Alan Sparhawk, and Mark Rabot at at uh, First Avenue. Yeah, and each each band was very different. Alan Sparhawk from Low was on a on a talk box or a voice box, mm-hmm. like the one that Peter Frampton used to use. Like he was had vocal effects on. Uh, his son was playing bass. Uh, just a really cool groove that was going on. And then uh, uh, Mark Bow has a noise rock trio that was actually more melodic than I was expecting. So that was really, really good. And then Bad Plus are the Bad Plus, right? One of the best uh, jazz quartets in the Twin Cities. So Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Just they did you not watch do it? any of the covers, though. I was disappointed they did not do Blondie. They did not do uh, Black Sabbath. They did not do Nirvana. Um, they did none of their covers. Maybe they didn't want to pay the ASCOT prices to, to perform oh, those. Probably but, not. I wouldn't either. Um, but their original work is all all solid, so. So yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. I think Alan is Alan Sparhawk. Is he in that Ween cover band? I think he's in a Ween cover band that I went and saw recently, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he, they they do they can do covers. Just maybe they want yeah, they want to pay the uh, the royalties on that. So just as you see this drubbing of the loons by it, Club de Foot Montreal, we drank it away. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So like, if you guys had watched it and we were gonna do, you know, like the minute by minute highlights. Um, you probably would have like refreshed some of my blackouts, like you know, because there are flashes, there are flashes. <laughs> but um, but since you didn't, and I got nothing to hang my hat on, I'm gonna just say it was ugly, and thus my self medication. It's uh, it's it's a coping mechanism because it kind of works. That is true. Uh, yeah. So I, I put this up. Uh, Pull out on well, the, the Dave's I know Twitter yesterday, um, basically saying, ah, I went outside with the kids and watched Minneapolis City. Uh, should we actually watch the match? 
before talking about it. And uh, the poll results came back. 79% said, no, self-care is important. 21% yes, you should suffer. So we, <laughs> I, I, took, I took advantage of the fact that our listeners care about us. At least, um, you know, 20 well, of you care about I us. I also voted, by the way. I was actually the first vote. Did you and, vote for self-care? Okay. And I voted for self-care. Okay. Because, like I said, I'm a walking PSA now for self-care. Well, there you go. So we're not going to talk about this match other than to say Mason Toy scored a brace. Uh, and that's all we need to know him. about him. It really was. And I thought his quote about n- how he didn't celebrate his goals out of respect for the, you know, the growth, you know, so like he's okay. Let me finish my thought out of his respect for the growth he saw from the staff at Minnesota United when he was here. And I thought that was really effing classy and that is something that um we should make a thing in the mls like we have things that are less classy that happen uh let's make that a thing let's make um you know uh paying credit where it's due a thing um they're you know spread some positivity. I just thought it was a class act and it made me happy even that he scored against us because what a gesture, but maybe I'm just a salty. No, there's there's something to be said for that. I mean, it clearly, you don't want to, you know, it, it, with anything, you don't necessarily want to shit anywhere because you might have to come back and eat it. So, um, he does come back. You know, hopefully Mason Toy comes back to Minnesota at some point. You know, he's he got to start here. So, there's definitely, yeah, some that's be considered as well. So, do you think uh, he wants to come back? Was that like some ass kissing? Hey, MJ, no. no, I don't, I'm guessing oh, Mason I, does not want to come back to Minnesota. I think he's just all. saying the right things. Yeah, he's. Trying not to be a dick. He's being he's, a gent. Yeah. He's trying God to damn, a, it works every he's, time. He's trying not to be a Raheem, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, you don't always have to burn bridges, although I'm a big fan of burning bridges. Um, but you don't have to always burn them. You can sometimes, like, concede the bridge and then, you know, come back to it eventually. Yeah. You don't necessarily no, need no, to burn you, all of your bridges. You keep a strategic, you know, route back. But then once you know, like, you no longer need that bridge, you burn that motherfucker to the ground and salt the earth. I mean, yeah, more or less, exactly. So, uh, I mean, that just sort of brings, so, I mean, I can think we're at basically the midway part of the season. Um, Minnesota has played 17 games, literally halfway through their season, most teams are at either 17 eight, or 18 games with a couple teams, um, LAFC, up big one in particular has only had 14 matches played, but because this game was just garbage, we should talk. I think we should talk a little bit more generally about the season and what we expect. We should talk about this brilliant idea. I just had the shot is kicking in. Okay. Well, let's, let's start. Let, let, let me start. We'll get to you, Jess, in a second here. Um, and I guess before we jump into that sort of like the bigger picture stuff, I just want to, this particular quote, um, I saw this quote just on uh, Twitter on, I think I don't know if it was Saturday night or Sunday night, and I just it it, it blew, I mean it boggled my mind, and it, it's I don't, um, you guys both know I it doesn't I I'm not easily my mind is not easily blown by stuff that Minnesota that Minnesota says. We are um, incredulous. Whether it's the, whether it's the sporting side or or Adrian Heath specifically, um, 
you know, incredulity at, at all times. You know, it's basically been I just it's sort of standard for the fair. But when he when this quote got tweeted out, uh, we've conceded poor goals, the first two especially. But in between that, we played really, really well. Um, Adrian Heath said that out loud to <laughs> people that were recording the press conference and were going to talk about the team. Now, listen, that's bad in and of itself, right? He, he thought that. That's bad. It's, it's, it's just like PR training. I don't think Adrian Heath has ever, t- ever, ever listened to one thing that Eric Durkey has said about PR. It, Trust me. Don't, well, don't it just, should be but however, his paycheck. Regardless, like you don't, you shouldn't say that when you get the shit kicked out of you for nothing. Number one. So that's 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 one thing, right? Like um, take responsibility. Fact, Eat your shit. You know what? It, I actually, honestly, this is better. This quote is better than him throwing everybody under the bus. That's not him. Uh, every yes. other player. I just want to say this so is there's an that. It's not. A, no, it's not an improvement. It's just. It's just not throwing other, not throwing players under the bus. Deflection. It's not, it's not an improvement. It's not, it's not nothing. However, here's the whole thing. Like this is getting reported on, you know, like, you know, MLS, uh, soccer.com, you know, I think soda soccer had sort of, this is in their story from this most recent, I'm sure every other, every other podcast that talks about, we'll talk about this quote. However, that's one thing, right? We are all very invested in Minnesota soccer, Minnesota United, um, you know, some people for livelihoods, people making money off this team. Others like us are just like, you know, Die we high. have we have we have problems that specifically are related to this team because we are, you know, addicts, you know, for soccer. Um, however, and this fucking things. quote, this fucking quote was picked up by uh, Michael Rand and Patrick Royce of the Star Tribune. I heard this on <laughs> the fucking Star Tribune podcast that Michael Rand. Michael Rand talks about soccer three times a year. Uh, beginning of the season when Adrian Heath comes on, um, whenever the like whenever a World Cup is happening, and then at the end of the year maybe they don't fucking care about soccer. Patrick Royce specifically uh, does not care about soccer. Bruce McGuire, him wrong. like he he's come out to Minnesota United no, 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 no. several times with he Bruce McGuire. He does. I, MJ, MJ, shut the fuck up. He does not care about soccer. He's friends with Bruce McGuire, so that's why he will pay attention a little bit to soccer. Even Patrick Royce was like. The fuck was that quote? Like, even he yeah. was like, "That is dumb. It's dumb." Uh, and then, well, when, what the fuck was that quote? Yeah, that's much better, Patrick Royce impression than I had. So, thank you. Uh, but, it, but, uh, but it's even so, embarrassing. He's continued. He said, "I know some people who watch the game might not think that. No shit, yeah. Sherlock. Like, but that's but, but that's the case. I actually think that we've had better chances than they have than they have." Had tonight. I'm guessing that's how when his uh, weird, you know, English or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't um, use his third. And the, yeah. And then he, he said as well, it's not easy. It's not an easy one because normally when you get beat 4 0, you think about the game and think, yeah, they probably were better than us in most departments of the game. I don't actually think that was the case this evening. Again, a fucking quote from Adrian Heath. An this asinine is, opinion shared at will. This is why, so this is, so this brings me to my question here, right? Like clearly, obviously this podcast has very much been Heath out. Um, some of us more than others for a very long time. Um, I'm listening to other podcasts and people that I've known for a long time who are very much like not, you know, Heath out people, you know, very much give them, you know, give them the rope, you know, send them to the rope store, have them buy like a, you know, as much rope as he possibly can to hang himself. Um, they're 
actually now saying, oh man, is it time for Heath to go? And I guess the, my question to you guys is, and I've talked a lot, so I'll let you guys discuss this. Like, at what point do, I mean, I think Adrian Heath is a, is, is a decent manager. I think he, this, so this team, I hear Minnesota is now for the first time this season below the playoff line. They're currently in 10th place. Um, to, to, uh, to remind our, our the three listeners that we have, uh, eight and nine play in a play like a playing game, a, a wild card game basically, um, and then they will end up playing whoever wins that game will play the, the number one seed in the Western Conference in a best of three uh, matchup. Um, this is the first time this season that we're below that playoff line. We are we are not even in. We are in tenth place right now, and so. But I, here's the thing: I think Adrian Heath will. This team is not a 10th place team or an 11th place or 12th or 13th or fourth. This is a seventh or eighth place team. Um, so we will probably make the playoffs again. Uh, and, you know, we very well might pull an upset, right? Like this team, Adrian Heath teams are generally geared towards, you know, one-off tournaments or whatever. Now with a, a, a three match, you know, opening round, maybe everything evens out and we're not that team, but if it was just a one-off or whatever, at what point do at what point should and, and I honestly I know the answer the answer should have been fucking five years ago pull the plug on Adrian Heath um, but at what point considering the state of things and where you know where the team is where the, the, the front office is say we, what do we on, what can we do what can we do and then he can buy our club I mean realistically Jess let's 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 talk realistic <laughs> stuff here is that if I were maybe to... maybe the shots have kicked in a little too much, if if, if you know what I mean. So. <laughs> I just counted on my figures. This is the seventh season of Adrian Heath. I did not mind bringing him back for a, a second three-year plan, but after six after six years, after the second three-year plan, I thought we had seen enough. However, the big caveat always is, who can we get that's better? Along with that is not. Who in the grand realm of possibilities in the ideal world, but who is the Minnesota United ownership group going to be willing to pay money for to get that would be better? And that is a very difficult question to ask. Just give it to him. I literally think anybody who has ever watched a match, a soccer match, is would be better right now. Like, I just don't (laughs) understand. But that's us. And we are stoutly heat out. Plug. Yeah, I just I don't under I don't understand the the problem with Heath has been there's always an excuse, right? It's always been oh this player's out, this player's hurt, and and you know at some point you know like you gotta take and this is and honestly, man, like good on Adrian Heath for grifting dr mcguire for as long as he has and, oh, and no grift, grifting the front the office because like masterful every i mean you look at i mean and i'm not saying i'm not saying that we should be a team that um i'm not saying we should be like a team that goes through managers willy-nilly right like i'm i i agree with you i think if there is a plan you want greg if, vanny if, if that plan greg, do you want greg vanny over adrian heath really i would take yes absolutely you would i would right not. now right now 100 percent. yeah i mean it's if, if only, if only because it's somebody different, right? Like right now, right now, I would take literally anybody. Like grab somebody, grab an unhoused person off the fucking street, give them a job, put them up in in Dr. McGuire's, um, you know, abode, uh, 
cottage or whatever that Adrian Heath lives in, give them a job and they can manage this it's team better than Adrian Heath, right? Literally, anybody can. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly, I'm only slightly joking. And like, literally we anybody. We fund me and we will take over the Minnesota United by popular vote, just like Wrexham. We are going to, we're going to revamp and redo the Wrexham game plan ah. right here, right now. But I'm ready, guys. I'm ready. I'm not saying Vanny should be it, it, like if Adrian Heath got fired, like that we should go to Vanny. But like literally anybody right now would be much better than. Um, I mean, honestly, like Pablo Mastroeni, buy Michael Bradley from Toronto and then make him the player manager. Honestly, like fucking whatever. I don't care. Like yeah, something much better. Anyways, but that's. I mean, that's that's like neither. I would I mean, agree that's, with the Michael Bradley thing. That, that, he he could be a good, really good coach. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that, I mean, part of that comes back down to like the striker stuff, right? We're we mentioned Mason Toy scored two, scored a brace the first time he's scored since like what, like mid-season last year. I mean, he's obviously he's been hurt. Obviously, it was his first coming, back from, coming back from injury. He he had come off the bench. Was it one or twice? Once but, or twice. But here's the here's the thing. Um, do you know how many striker former Minnesota United strikers now have braces in the league? Mm-hmm. No, MLS this year? you have counted. No. Three, Mason Toy against us, Kai Kamara against us, and Christian Ramirez. Not against us, but Christian Ramirez. So three former Minnesota United strikers. Now, obviously, Kai Kamara was only a a very like a stopgap solution, but it seems like the way we go through nines, every single fucking one of them post Christian Ramirez is a stopgap solution because we're always looking for the next one, right? We just well, uh, we talked about it last week, Luis Maza, uh, Luis Amaria. Mazelan, that was confirmed um, on, I believe, on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening before the match. He's gone. The Heath striker uh, whisper thing, which again, I don't even know who started that. It's that it's, was a lie. I'm pretty sure bullshit. started that. Post, I mean, spe- specifically post uh, Orlando, it's definitely been um, not a, a not a truism, right? It's definitely something that is. Um, a you know a myth if at was, best right was, uh Kyle Aaron and one other guy down there right that, that he Dom Dwyer Dom Dwyer yeah that's right Kyle Aaron Dom Dwyer yeah so, so. May, maybe maybe that was a lot of caca service and not a Heath Heath coaching thing but you know who knows yeah and I mean and then to the point of uh of toy um obviously just just mentioned he didn't celebrate against us which is, which is great yeah um, I, I don't necessarily yeah, go ahead. I just think it's a grand gesture. Yeah. I mean, that's that's typical in soccer. Like if you if it's like a former that? team, a former team that you that you're still fond of, you def, definitely you generally don't like Wayne Rooney didn't celebrate his first against time Everton. Yeah. Yeah. Park, you know, when he yeah. was with Manchester United, blah blah blah. This is tradition. Blah blah and, blah. You're so over it. But I'm not bitter, Jess. I'm not bitter. <laughs> um but the po- the important thing is is that Mason Toy knows that it's tradition and he respects that tradition. And like Jess said, class move. It was out of respect for the club and for the coaching staff. Adrian and Ian, Adrian Heath and Ian Fuller, both did a fantastic job with me. Fan base is fantastic. And I still hold the club dear in my heart. Now, we're hoping that someday, or at least You'll MJ and I is hoping that someday, that, that <laughs> MJ and I is hoping that someday, you know, that you know the blinders will come off of the fan base and that the 
Muzzle will come off of Toy, and he will say what it was really like being coached by Adrian Heath, and that it was not always sunshine and rainbows. But uh, he said the right things. Unlike other members of the club, he always says the right things. So, you know, that's really Is he a class act always like this? I don't remember that about him. Um, he got really feisty. He he got some red cards and and you know, he would he would get really, really feisty and show his heart on his sleeve. But post game, when he had time to collect his thoughts, I thought he always said the right thing about the red cards, about goals, about whatever. Hmm. I mean, I don't know, the quote from Heath after the game about Toy was um I didn't think we were going to play going to play him enough to help him develop. It was good money at the time. People talk about it because he got a couple of goals, but it's like the Christian Ramirez trade to LAFC in 2018. I didn't want to lose Christian Ramirez, but he was the only one anybody wanted. Sometimes you make decisions. Um, I don't know. like, And sometimes they're the wrong ones. It's almost like Adrian <laughs> Heath is daring uh, somebody to fire him <laughs> and president. it's just like that thing i fucked up so long ago that you people won't stop talking about it's just like that thing that you also need to shut the fuck up about because i couldn't do nothing about that he's a fucking whiny baby i wish he'd take ownership for one goddamn thing tell us how you really feel though and that's nope. free sorry <laughs> sorry i should have taken half a shot <laughs> uh yeah so it, it, I guess this sort of brings us to the, you know, the mid-season. Um, anyways. The, it like a taser target on my chest at a game one time. Like, they know where I live. And... Oh, yeah. No, trust me. People, listen, they, people know who you are, Jess. People listen to this podcast. So, I mean, the, so end of this game, the Loons have an MLS worth uh, – 14.39 goal difference goal differential minus expected goal differential so basically that means they've conceded almost over 14 more goals than they you know should have been expected to have conceded or scored or whatever like there's a lot there's a lot in the in the like analytical numbers to suggest that Minnesota United is actually much better than they they are right now um mm-hmm. but here's here's the funny part is that for the first six and a half years of Adrian Heath's tenure as a Minnesota United coach, he's always been like, the fuck the numbers, the numbers don't tell us the right thing. And now, you know, the people who are defending um, the loons and everything are saying, well, actually, based on American soccer analysis, we are a much better team than we're being. And so, and you know, it's, it's been very interesting um, following and that reading people. Power apologizers for for the team and the way that they played um you know not even necessarily people from the team but just like you know the the people on uh, you know in the social media sphere or whatever who have well jumped to any criticism of the team as being you know untoward or whatever um when we bring up numbers you know years ago they'd be like oh the numbers you you gotta you gotta play the game on the pitch and now that the team is not good people they bring up the numbers so it's just actually we're better than we thought so it's just i I don't know i think it's i i just bring that up to say it's kind of it the the hypocrisy is uh is damning and hilarious if you if you like to laugh at instead of you know crying um which considering a lot of considering a lot of things in the world i like to i much rather laugh um instead of cry so the absurdity the the humanity the absurdity yeah I just want to say as a counterpoint that 
expected goals being so much greater than the actual goals actually points to good coaching. Like they're, they're making chances. The tactics parts are working. People are in the right spots. People are doing the right things to get those chances and the execution that's on the players. The players are not executing. And so the stats say for once where I would normally throw the coaching staff under the bus and praise the players the stats for expected goals say we're creating the right chances. We're in the right spots and we are not executing. Now, is I that oversimplistic? That comes down to morale. Is that oversimplistic? Yes. That's very oversimplistic. Does not executing also have to do with coaching? Yes, it does. But I, I want to end with this. We started out with a unbeaten streak of five, three wins and two draws. Since that, we've played 12 games, and we only have two wins and three draws, and the rest are losses. Two wins, three draws, and 12 losses, I believe. Anyway. Seven losses. Seven losses. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for doing better math than I do. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Something has to change. The player is going to go out on international break. We get a little break. The rest of the team gets to recover. Hopefully watch some tape about not stepping up at the wrong times and letting two-on-one, three-on-one come in on Dane St. Clair. Hopefully they learn how to defend again. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Uh, so that you kind of takes us to, you know, some, some more sort of bigger existential questions. Let's start with Jess's question. She threw this in our, our document late last week, so we weren't able to get to it, but we're going to get to it right now. If you could pull back one former loon to play for us today, who would it be? Or is this too obvious? Avi. Uh, my, so my, my question about the parameters of this question, Jess, is it a, the former loon as they currently are? So, like, you know, the, 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 the bit, obviously, yeah, I think the sure. obvious one is Ramirez right now. Or could we say... I want to go into the past and pluck a loon out from their time. So could I go back and say, I want Miguel Ibarra from the 2013 or 2014 season and pluck him into the Minnesota United roster right now. So you didn't, you didn't really give any parameters. Oh, so yeah. You, you, can time travel. you can type okay. it. So we, oh, we can, wow. we, can, I can we, have travel. we have a TARDIS. We have, we have a, a TARDIS, <laughs> uh, a, a big blue flying police box. That's bigger on the inside. And we can go pick out a former what's what's, Let's do one better here than to to. What's actually what's, what's, Tardis and not a Delorean is a fucking shame. Yeah, said, well, Tardis and not a Delorean, and that's a shame. MJ, I have I have uh, my Delorean <laughs> right here. Ways. Okay, oh, okay, okay. You've re and, you've renewed your nerd your time travel nerd cred. And I and I also have my Tardis flying around as well. I told you it goes both ways. Yeah. Um. So let's so let's do let's do let's answer this in two different ways, right? So. The, the way the question was originally written was like, you pick a, a former Loon player that is currently playing, you have to, you pluck them out from their team, you drop them in the Minnesota United team. However, to add a wrinkle to this, which I think MJ will like, uh, let's yes. go back to any player in Minnesota soccer history. So a player who's played for a Minnesota soccer team, pluck yeah. them out from a particular season or, or maybe say a stretch of seasons and drop them into the Minnesota United lineup. Jess, this is your question. The but well, you start with it. You, obviously, I think you're you're probably more keen on the or more up to date on the current players or 
most recent players. I think MJ and I probably have a little more uh, well, context okay. for the history. So, uh, um, well, okay. So, question: You know, current player. I'm taking Ramirez back every time, hands down, right? And that's what I, you know, that's why I was like, or is that too obvious? Because it's kind of obvious to me, but it's like really obvious, and it was. So now that we're time traveling, I would take. Um, okay, what season was it when Miguel Ibarra went to Lyon the first time? I think it was 2015, right, MJ? I think 2014. I think 2014 was his MVP season, where Miguel Ibarra was was like destroying the league, and then he got sold. And I think he played the first the spring of. Yeah, he played 15 and then he got sold like mid midway yeah. and then we, yeah, there was there was we the, the uh, friendly the friendly at, at target field yes so yeah okay. so i would take ibarra from the beginning of you know he's just gotten the mvp the beginning of that season following his mvp-ness and i will penis <laughs> and i would put him into our team alongside Ramirez and that's Superman and Batman back in action. Um, and I would trade out um, Frank even for that. Uh, MJ, do you have uh, answers for this? Yeah. I, since Jess went with, with two players from yesteryear, Fair. Um, uh, I have a, a even more complicated answer because I'm a complicated guy. So Obviously, any player currently as they are fit now, Christian Ramirez is the obvious choice. But is he? If I could go, if I could go back to yesteryear, I would, I would bring in someone like, like a Melvin Tarley. Mm. I would bring in Melvin Tarley from from the Minnesota Thunder, and you know from their two thousand five, like U.S. Open Cup run. I'd bring someone like that in. Or if if I could perform lots of miracles, I would bring in a Icopara before we brought that in. That was Ico my Para. other one. Like like a healthy Icopara, like from his Sporting Kansas City days, and and just get him to Minnesota United earlier, so he could organize that back line defense and tell them to stop stepping up at the wrong time, or tell them to. Hey, step up! We're on an offside trap now. We need to all get even with each other. Like, have him manage that back line with Tapias and so on. Like, I want Icopara. Anyway, that was my other one. Um, how about you, David Zeller? Yeah. So the uh, the question I have is uh, Ramirez is the obvious choice if you're talking um, MLS players, former. Currently playing, Icopar is a good a good shout. I would I would absolutely bring Icopar in right now. Like literally having not played and just drop him into the the back line and probably would be fine. Like on the sideline, even like if he could just yell. You at know, Ozzy Alonso is another one where you know if you could bring back like old school Ozzy Alonso. Um, obviously yeah, not. No, even, would love old school uh, Alonso. Healthy, you know. What's that? Old school Ozzy Alonso. Is that before we got him? I mean, yeah. that, that, the one season we had him, but yeah, but you know, the, the several seasons before that, he was good. Uh, 
However, there's a there's a, a, a player in a position that Minnesota United is uh, very, very, I mean, they're not in a great position right now. Um, and the question is, would Vito Manone be a better player? He's, he, he's, he's a, 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 one of the goalkeepers for L'Orient in uh, Ligue 1. Um, he has not been playing, you know, towards the end of the season. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, 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 if, if a current, a current player playing, I would consider, I would consider Manone. Um, Technically speaking, hasn't, hasn't Dane St. Clair beaten his record? I don't know. Which, re- I, I mean, there's several records probably. They're either I mean, even Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah, Ramirez is like the quick answer and probably the probably the correct answer, honestly. With you know, let's be fair, but I would consider Monona. And then in terms of uh, going back, if we want to go back into the you know Minnesota United history, um, especially with goal scorers, um, you know, we gotta think about Ace and uh, Alan Willie. Um, Alan Willie, yeah, yeah. friend of the podcast, has been on the Dave's I Know podcast. Alan Willie, um, yeah. and Alan, and you know, you also think about Alan Merrick too. But Alan Willie was definitely the goal scorer. Um, I've been on since and, I've been here. He has not. No, this was years ago. He actually came. Meet this beautiful face. He came uh, to sit on my uh, porch, me and David Martin, and he. I asked him. I was like, asked him like what kind of beer he wanted, and he, I think he, he made a joke about like Coors Light. So I went and just bought like a like a six pack of Coors Light. Yeah. And he like was like, oh, Coors Light, okay, I, cool, I, I guess. guess. I was like, oh, is you, or no, it was Chris Lidholm. because like, Chris Lidholm. Um, again, who we should probably have on the podcast again soon. He was yeah. like, he was like helping facilitate because he was there as well. And because I asked him, I was like, well, what kind of beer, like what kind of beer you guys want? I, Chris doesn't drink. And I was like, well, ask Alan what he wants. And Alan, and he said, he came back, he said, Coors Light. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking buy Coors Light. Lidholm did you dirty. Yeah. And then, yeah, then Alan was like, Coors Light. I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like I could have got fucking Summit like, <laughs> years ago. It was, it was, uh, it's like shortly after, shortly after we moved into my house that we're in now. So. Well, it must have been like 2018. Um, redo. Yeah, Retweet. we'll get him. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll get him back in. So, all right, all right. That was that was a, a very fun diversion. Uh, and then, I guess the final question I have, guys, before we can kind of you know jump into other other stuff. Um, I mean, gun to your head, you have to keep you know a certain number of loons. Which loons? You know, which you know before. How many loons do you go down before you say, yeah, no, I can get rid of the rest of that roster? Um, and and which of those loons are they? Um, and we're not considering the manager. We're not considering Adrian Heath as part of this conversation. Um, he has shuffled right, off. Out, no matter Yes. What. So, yeah. So, you, uh, Manny Lagos calls you tomorrow and says, you are in charge of the team now. Um, you can oh my God, do whatever. I love that. You can do whatever you want with the roster. Uh, how many of the current players do we have? Are you keeping before you're like, yeah, I could get rid of them. Um, and and why or why not is the is the over under on this uh, four and a half? What's that mean? So would you keep more than four players on this current roster, or would you yes. keep? Okay, Easily. Sam. But, yes. But 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 Sam, fucking stop bullshitting. Say say the names. Ariaga, Boxel, Debasi, Dotson. Nope. Fragapane. Nope. Longwane. Maybe. 
Bang Bin. Maybe. Kamar Lawrence. Nope. You're just you're just saying the roster, Jess. Like we have no, to. No, I'm this, not. I'm looking to, at the <laughs> roster right now, and I'm skipping names. I'm telling the, you. The I, I I think that you you can maybe make a. a I would get rid of passionate argument. Rosales, Paddleford. I think he's marketable. I would say. Sorry, he's not. But. Yeah. No. Is it because he's homegrown and that play? See, I don't know this peg game, right? Where we have the designated players and the international what? players. Stop. We're not considering any of that. Like, if you were, if you were going to redo okay. this roster, right? You can, and we're starting from the ground up, right? So, like, mm-hmm. but you could keep any of the Minnesota United players. Mm-hmm. I could be convinced to get rid of Frank. Okay. There, there's maybe two, as far as I'm concerned, that I would keep. I would let really? the rest go. Hold on, hold on. Maybe two. Bongo Kukli for Sean Wane. Yes. Kriven Ariaga. No. Dotson. Nope. Robin Lude. Sang Bin. That's five. Robin Lude is like half for me. So I know he's old. I know he's old, but he's good. He's a good. He's good. He's a good keep. So I think the only the only player the only player with nothing. You know, if if I go again, a, a complete blank slate that I'm definitely keeping for sure is Emmanuel Reynoso. Um, Bongi and Songbin are probably like half for me. Like I would keep one, not the other. Yep. Me if too. I'm starting, if again, starting from scratch, like with no um, other history, uh, and then uh, maybe Robin Lude. With again, clean slate. He's not injured. Now that he's injured. I don't think I keep. I mean, I think I maybe keep. Sure. I, I keep Tapias, Reynoso and Bongi. Maybe Tapias. Tapias is like the one mm. I was considering, right? So I don't. If I have to start, if I Garcia? literally, literally, if, if I if there was a, an expansion draft, you know, and you know, with with whatever set whatever parameters or whatever, but we have to get rid of, you know, X number of players on our roster. Robin Lude is probably fourth or fifth on that list in terms of players I would keep. Um, I say it's probably Reynoso, probably Bongi, Songbin, top three. Tapias is either four or three. Uh, Boxel is probably five, and then after that, I'm getting. Rid- I don't care. Everybody else. You don't is care about gone. DSC. You don't care about DSC. Uh, Tell me to my face. You don't care about DSC. I think we can get a, a, a equally a, a, as good of a goalkeeper. Wow! Damn. I mean, I know he's had a down, a down few games, but like that's not all on him. Damn, he's had a down season, man. Like, and I, I listen. I it's not that I don't like Dane Sinclair. I like Dane Sinclair. I think he's a really good Look asset the for this team. Problem though, it's the same fucking defense as last year. No, we have Tapia, so we should be better. And we're I not. Mean, that's that's the whole point, right? Like, and we're not. Uh, Look at the decisions I, they're making. Like, I like. I here's the thing. Been three games. Here's the thing. Guys, I don't. It's not that I don't like these players. It's not that I don't root for them. Obviously, we do, and I do. No, I'm um, just I I love Zarek. But in terms of like, if you are going to be just a, a just a, a if you if you are looking at this team from non loons colored glasses, there's maybe three players on this roster that you would take that that most teams would take on the roster. So like, so if you talk about Inter Miami, Inter Miami would take most of Minnesota's roster, right? Like shitty teams would take a lot of players from this roster. But I'm not saying. I'm not, we shouldn't be thinking about this from the perspective of a team that shits, right? Right. Like if you, if you're, if you're 
if you're LAFC, if you're Philadelphia, if you are, um, you know, Seattle generally, uh, Cincinnati this year, right? You're a good team in this league, and you could pick anybody from the Minnesota United roster. How many players are you actually picking, even to be backups? That wasn't right? the question. That wasn't the, I mean, the question. That is the context of the question, MJ. That's the context of the question, right? It's not. I, you're, you're right. I maybe I should have framed it a little you differently. Said, but who do we keep? And Jess and I were honest about who we would keep. And I because would keep you're, seven, seven or eight it's players. Because, it's because you're. It's because you're fucking softies, man. Like you gotta cut. Maybe we cut, are. Cut. cut. No, I, no I I'm realistic here. with who the front office is and who the management is, who the coaches are, and what our budget is. I said, you know what I said? I said, clean slate. None of that matters. You're in charge. You get to decide, and you pick seven or eight well, players. Them, I've, baby. I've, I've given you, I've given you a hard time. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, uh, I did not frame that question properly, but, but again, like that goes back to. I mean, that's that's how I was thinking about that conversation and that question. Is that like, if you're a, if you're a, even a. Don't even say the best team. Say you are a, um, you know, whatever, a fucking Portland, right? How many Portland. players are you are you picking off of this roster? Or if you are a uh, a Montreal, for that matter, like how many players of Montreal take from this team, uh, you know, to add to their team? Probably. So they would definitely take Reynoso, right? Valentin. They're not taking. They're not taking. Dane I think Sinclair. he's available. They're not. They're not taking Valentin. Montreal. No, Montreal's not. Dane Sinclair's a Canadian. They would take Dane Sinclair easily. They have a Canadian goalkeeper who's much better than Dane Sinclair right now. So, no, they would not. Um, Montreal? They maybe take Bongi. Maybe. Um, I mean, we obviously don't cover the, the no, Eastern Conference teams. Montreal wants. I want what I want. All right. Uh, so, speaking of all these players, Valentin, Dane Sinclair, uh, they're going on uh, international Who's duty. parade. Yep. Um so yeah, Michael Boxel is playing with New Zealand. Bongi is going with South Africa. Uh, no Kervin Ariaga this this time, but Joseph Rosales is going to Honduras for Gold Cup. Dane St. Clair going to Canada for the Nations League and the Gold Cup. And uh, Zarek Valentin getting called up uh, for Puerto Rico, which is awesome. Good for him uh, for, I believe, the Gold Cup. What's that? He's Puerto Rican. Yes, yeah, he's represented Puerto oh Rico God, before, so Bobby. you need to pay more attention to the flags I put in my lineups every week. Right. Oh my God, I don't know geography. It's a yeah, no, that's fine. Learning disability. I know you don't know your flags. That's fine. So, so Dane will be so Dane will be the, the probably the second or third goalkeeper for Canada in the Nations League. Uh, they play uh, at Panama uh, or sorry versus Panama in Vegas at six p.m. Central Time on Thursday, and then either playing in the third place or fourth place game or third place or final the following Sunday. So it depends on if they win or lose that game. Uh, Boxy going with New Zealand. He plays Sweden uh, at Sweden uh, Friday, uh, this coming Friday, the 16th at uh, noon uh, central time. And then on Monday uh, versus Qatar, I'm assuming in Qatar um, at 11 a.m. on Monday, the 19th. Joseph Rosales will play a couple matches uh, on Thursday against Venezuela and at Audi Field in D.C. And then um, against Barbados, uh, time of that match on Sunday the 18th is to be determined. Bongi has a game on the 17th, which is this coming Saturday, against Morocco at 10 a.m. And then uh, uh, D- Zarek Valentin plays against uh, Suriname um, in, Mi- in Miami at the form- our future home of Lionel Messi on Saturday, June 17th at 6 p.m. So Lionel, I like it so Lionel. much better. Lionel, yeah, Lionel, yeah. Lionel uh, just makes me think of Richie. 
Lionel Richie. Fair enough. All right. Um, cool. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about um, another drubbing of a soccer match. Uh, oh, sorry. We, we missed. Uh, sorry, MJ. Missed the uh, Minnesota United FC 2. The Tunes. Uh, lost to Houston Dynamo on Sunday. Yesterday. I was there. Uh, one to four, the uh, Houston Dynamo two, um, really took it to Minnesota United. MJ, tell us a little bit about this. This is also the uh, season ticket holder event, right? So um, there was a season ticket holder event from four to six p.m. prior to the game that included free food, which yours truly loves. How many pickles did they have? How many different kinds? Tell me. They, they, tell me. they didn't have any pickles, sadly, oh, and they God. had no hot. They had no hot peppers. No, no kinds of hot peppers. However, they have three different types of condiments to put on your your sausages, hey. and they have three different kinds of sausages. And Jess, I know you like different kinds of sausage, so don't lie. In my me. face, yes, at all times. So they had hot dogs, bratwurst, and veggie sausage. And I had three veggie sausages and two bratwursts and um, a lot of mustard and pickle pickle relish. So... Um, I was very, very happy. They had several different types of potato chips and some chickpea brown rice types of new types of snack food that they were trying out um, that were to fool you to think that that it's healthy. That's healthy. But like, yeah, it it, it was delicious. More sausages. But no. uh, So for the season ticket holder event, there was a segment of players that came in at 5 p.m. And that was for autograph area Menda Garcia, Papias, and Fragapani, and then the, oh, the take pictures with us area, Bongi, DJ Taylor, Pedelford, and and Eric Dick. And then at 6 p.m. they rolled in Sangbin, Dun- Dunbar, Tallman, Dotson, and Irwin in the autograph area. And then Ariaga Trap, Rosales, and Reynoso. In Star the headline. They always say the best for last. That means he's still in good standing. That, my friends, was a decision that was made on purpose. Agreed. And I was going to get in line to get a uh, to chat with Sang Bin and ask when we're going to go out for Korean food, but the line was really, really long. Like I left before halftime, and it was still Dude, really, really long. You just gotta like make South Korean friends on your way through the line. Like, oh. Yeah. I think I know someone up there. Yeah, so uh, the, getting to the actual game, the Twins went down early, 3 nothing, and they looked so piss poor that the coach pulled their leading scorer and leading other attacker, Diogo Pacheco and Loic Masandi, uh, once a troll with Loic Masandi, and they they got subbed out mid-first half. Um, they looked better after the subs. And look, they looked better in the second half. But they still lost four to one. Um, if you want to look on the bright side, the second half was one to one. Uh, scoring for the Twins was once a crow, Roy O'Driscoll. So Aiden O'Driscoll's brother. Nice oh, to see a former Minneapolis City player. For my blackout. Emmanuel Eway play in the Montreal game. And yeah. that has to do with the Twins game. What? I just remembered it. You know, they come and they go. I had to say it. Sorry. Okay, cool. Go on. Thank, thanks for sharing. Anyway, yeah. So uh, they lose. Uh, Cameron Dunbar was not happy. Sorry, not Dunbar. Uh, Cameron Knowles. Dunbar was was just getting autograph, giving autographs. He was fine. Uh, <laughs> I hope he was uh, happy. The Twins coach, Cameron Knowles, was not happy. He was visibly not happy. They lose. I, 
Yeah, well, I, but I'm glad. I'm glad the team is doing stuff like that. I'm glad they're getting you know lots of players out to see people as well. It's great to see that list of, of pretty much you know most of the of the starting eleven. And then I for, forgot to mention that um, uh, Sangbin did not make the trip up to Montreal. He had, he had a he tweaked a hamstring uh, on practice oh, on no. practice on Thursday. Um, luckily, again, he's not called up for Korea, and there is uh, you know he's got a couple weeks to to recover. So hopefully that's just a a precautionary um, situation, but it's, it's awesome to see that there are so many players out there that they were talking to, to folks. Um, apparently Adrian Heath wore some shorts, uh, which <laughs> oh, was, uh, um, uh, our friend Adam tweeted a picture about it. I was just like, wow, that is, uh, that is impressive. So um, summer. he's not, it's, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's definitely not uh, five boy summer. Old man summer. Yeah, old, old man thigh summer, which is, uh, yes, we don't want to see that. So. Summer. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll discuss Minneapolis city, um, a good team, Minnesota Aurora and, uh, and wrap up the podcast. So we'll be right back. You want me to be that type of dude. And I want you be who you like me to All right, we're back, and let's start off with Minneapolis City. Uh, we talked about them last week. They got a win. This week, not so great uh, on Friday, uh, Saturday. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I was actually at this game uh, with my kids. They were having a great time. Lots, actually, lots of kids at this game, drumming and, and dancing and partying and all that. It was 90s night, so there's lots of really cool, good 90s music uh, throughout the game, which, considering the result, um, Rochester FC 5, Minneapolis City 1, it was welcome that there was actually some good music. The goal uh, from Minneapolis City was by Eli Goldman from uh, Dennis Mensa. I'll just say Minneapolis City, the referee in this game was not great. Uh, and um, I'm going to leave it at that. MJ, why don't you go ahead and take it and give us uh, give us some of the highlights from the game. Or lowlights, I guess, if you will. Yeah, so first of all, for the lineup, uh, Carson Pina was out with a fullback and Wes Lawrence had another activity that he, he, for some reason he couldn't make the game. So that's our two best fullbacks for Minneapolis City, not in the game. And then to add uh, insult to injury or injury to injury in this case, no holding midfielder Griffin uh, Giersey. So he had a back issue. So we were a little thin on the defensive side of the ball and it showed um, in the 55th minute, uh, one of those filling in for the back line, uh, Curtis uh, Wagner or Curtis Wagner, depending on how he pronounces it, uh, gets a straight card. Um, David, did you see this? Do you want to comment on the Rochester player that seemed to like run into him and then go down and then curl up and oh, you know, uh, hit his I, head against like I, I've I've very vaguely. I mean, honestly, I went to this game. I think I saw maybe ten minutes of this game total because I was literally playing with my kids and chasing them around and all that fun stuff. So um, I heard all the craziness when the uh, the red card happened, but I didn't see literally any of it. So apparently, um, several plays happened after the incident, and then some assistants pulled the center ref aside and discussed and then concluded that Wagner had intent to purposely kick 
you know, the Rochester player in the head or in the body or whatever, like, like, like that it wasn't just a, he, he came in late in the incidental contact going for the ball. Okay. But he, he, the, the, they determined that it was a deliberate kick towards the player in with intent to injure or whatever. And so then they gave him a red card for it. Um, the, the refing was not great. Um, uh, not that I would know. I was not there, but that's just what I've heard from multiple supporters of the club biased as it may be. Um, uh, there is a great, uh, Carl Craig quote. Um, um, I will not do a very good Carl Craig impersonation, but I don't think it's all doom and gloom. The results horrible, of course. You know, put it in context. We're moving forward. I think there's plenty left to fight in this dog. It's, can we keep going? Can we keep chipping away? We've got a game on Wednesday against another good opponent. Horrible card crate impersonation. That's what he said. I think it's a great quote. But that's what you come here for. It's, it's, I, I, I think that's what you want to hear from Carl Craig is that he could take a few lessons. The result is horrible. And then, and then, you know, put a little positive spin at the end, you know, like just admitting that this was horrible and not good enough. Um, Anywho, uh, Hockey Morgan also had a good quote saying, mentally, we got to be ready. We cannot let this game translate to Wednesday. We need to be better. So, yeah. People saying the right things for Minneapolis City. Love, love to see that. Um, uh, the next game is this coming Wednesday at June 14th versus Manitoba. It is Pride Night. They have a really sweet Pride kit. If you are not going to the Roar game, you should be at this game. Um, and I'm gonna play hooky buy, buy pride scarf or, or donate to the pride raiser, buy the pride kit, get out there. I have an engagement, but I'm totally gonna call in hooky <laughs> and not go and go to this game because I haven't been to nearly enough Minneapolis City games yet this season, not at all. Right on. Uh, then yeah, so then the next game is a way to think Red Legends, which they play down in Stillwater. Uh, Stillwater, no, High School. Stillwater High School in Oak Park Heights. In Oak Park Heights, yes. Uh, on Sunday, happening? June eighteenth. That game is that game. That game's in the evening, correct, MJ? I think it's like six or seven, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, futures, futures keep playing pretty well, and they are top of the table as far as I, is right, MJ. The, they are top of the table now. They are in. They had two games this past week. Wednesday, June seventh, they drew one one at Blackhawks at Humboldt High School. Uh, Tomas Mena scored from Jordan Ross. And then Sunday on June 11th, they were home against Superior City. Superior City, if you don't remember, used to be in first place. They got up to a bang of a start. Um, they have la lost their last three. And most recently, one of those three was against the Futures, losing 2-1 to one this past Sunday. Uh, Zach Susi, the Susi is Lucy with two penalty kicks. One was drawn by himself. One was drawn by uh, prolific attacker Carter Hermanson. We've said his name a lot on the podcast. So they win 2-1 over Superior City. They are in first place in the UPSL Midwest West Division. I did not name it. Don't blame me. <laughs> Seven wins, two draws, zero losses. St. Croix's UPSL team is in second place with the same record, except instead of two draws, they have one draw and one loss. So exciting. Laura is in third place, and the aforementioned Superior City is in fourth. So 
things are heating up towards the end of the season there. They only have one more regular season and then it's playoffs. So um, Wednesday, June 21st at Maple Grove High School versus the Maple Brook 58ers. Um, put that on your calendar. Cool. All right. Well, let's finally talk about the good team in Minnesota. The Minnesota Aurora had two match, a double match week. Um, they have a double match week coming up as well. Uh, go ahead, MJ. Sorry. No, don't apologize. I just want to say MJ Anon is saying that women and win both start with W. <laughs> and that is significant. In Fair the enough. This episode of the day sign now brought to you by uh-huh. the letter W. <laughs> and if there's any group that doesn't like giving women credit, it's the MJ Anon group. So you should like this carries some weight. Weight also begins with W. <laughs> All right. Not- Endorsing. Minnesota gave up their first two goals of the season. The letter, two, the number two, um, spelled out, has a W in it. So there you go. Um, it is all, it's all one big. Uh, JFK was killed by the CIA conspiracy. It all makes sense. Uh, JFK, <laughs> JFK, CIA, and the number two all have three letters in it. So yes, I just want to say, go. like, the, 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 you can see the connections everywhere. The connections are everywhere. Wednesday, Aurora 6, Dutch Lions 1. Everybody, shut up, please. 6-1 to uh, this past Wednesday in in Egan. Hannah Adler gets a hat trick, right? Mariah Mariah Wynn gets a brace. And uh, another Harris header, her third. Again, the number three coming up. Harris Harris header. Harris gets her third goal in three games. Uh, For the Dutch Lions... Caitlin Narduli scores a beautiful bending curler of a free kick to get the first goal against Aurora this 2023 yeah. season. Um, Aurora wins 6-1, but Nicole Lukic in the post-game press conference pointed out that these teams are at the bottom of the table. The rest of the games against the top three teams of the table, not including themselves, will be tougher. And she was not happy with the way they played in the 6-1 win. And Hannah Adler on the interview also said that's soccer. Sometimes you play your best and you play really well and you lose one nothing. Sometimes you play not your best as they did today and they win six one. Yeah. So awareness that they gave had a lot of turnovers and gave them lots of chances. Um, they go down to Chicago City. The so yes, Hannah Adler had a really great hat trick. Um, two penalty kicks. Uh, the third goal was actually pretty good. Uh, but to your point, the Tiana Harris header was absolutely like a brilliant, brilliant piece of, um, of, you know, just a defender getting in the box and get, just getting their head on the ball and, and glancing it in. You're right. The Dutch lines, um, uh, the Nerduli header was actually really great. Um, and honestly, we'll sort of transition to the next game that I, we, you'll have you talk about here, Chicago city and Aurora. They also had a really, um, I, I wouldn't say it was a great header. Um, or sorry. Yeah. You mentioned that Nerduli was a free kick. Um, uh, the, Chicago City had a good header against Aurora as well and gave Minnesota their second goal against, but Minnesota went down and won three to one uh, against Chicago City. No, Mariah Wynn had a goal that made SportsCenter top 10 at number six, but that's the only other thing I have to add there. Um, they go down to Chicago. They are in the Chicago Lions of the rugby league that Metropolis plays in, the Minneapolis Metropolis. So they're playing at a rugby pitch on turf. Rugby should be played on grass. You're asking for injuries. This is horrible. Anyway, they are on turf, which Nicole Bukic prefers. 
Um, they're playing at Lions Stadium. I believe Squid at Blackheart said the Lions play at Aurora Stadium and Chicago City plays at Lions Stadium. So that's messed up. And I think Daniel said, responded with, sounds just like Chicago, um, which I thought was hilarious. Um, Aurora rolls out a new forma- formation, a 3-4-3 or a 3-2-4-1. Um, very forward-minded, very pressing, forward-pressing-minded, uh, moving the fullbacks up to be wingbacks, essentially. Langdok, uh, one of those wingbacks, just pandemonium from the net in a nice ball in, um, gets her head on it and the scramble and mess. Due to the quality of the stream, we could not see what happened, but Langdok got the goal. And then a really nice give-go-give from Wynn and Hansen. They love playing with each other, and it showed. They combined, and Wynn gets a goal from Maya Hansen. And then the other goal after the city goal, uh, Adler gets a ball from Cat Rap. Uh, thoughts and prayers or happy feeling healing thoughts to Cat Rap as she uh, took one from the goalkeeper on that play and uh, is got subbed out fairly quickly after that goal. Yeah, so they, they win three to one. It was windy. It was rainy. One of the first things the announcer said is someone, our wind just blew all our equipment down. Please stay with us. Uh, uh the whoever was running the cell phone cam which surprisingly did not have a lens hood uh to protect from the weather um had to like reach around with the cloth not as often as we'd like to wipe the lens off uh for the or, or it got blown away in all the equipment possibly <laughs> yeah so uh just once again thanks to aurora and fox 9 for providing quality streaming and a quality broadcast. It makes my job a lot easier. I will just say the the, broad, the home broadcasters for Chicago City were very into their stadium. They were very <laughs> excited about that this is the best stadium in the league. Um, I, they clearly have never been to Egan. Um, they kept they kept mentioning yards, like 20 yards, you know, 20 yards, 40 yards or whatever, because clearly like the rugby they're pitch so has clearly marked. Yeah, they're clearly marked, right? And then um, he was the the broadcaster was also really into pineapples, and so I have a theory that he was a swinger and he was just trying to like connect with some local uh, swinging uh, couples down in the Chicagoland area. Which you, you know what, man? Fucking the more power to him, man. If that's if you can if you can uh, use your job to uh, to you know get your freak on, like I'm all for it. Like you know, no kink, no. I'm you know I'm not gonna yuck. Anybody's yum when it comes to uh, what they need to do to get their rocks off. So good on them. Double game, double home game week, uh, double home match week this week, uh, this coming Wednesday. Uh, it's Aurora versus the Green Bay Glory uh, at 7 p.m. at TCO. Um, the Revanchulet is doing a teal out for this. They're they're encouraging everybody who's coming to the game. You know, unfortunately, it is the same day as the Minneapolis City Pride match, um, but they're encouraging everybody to wear teal to the game to honor. Um, women in sport and in, you know, just general. Uh, and then Saturday, June 17th, they are playing Bavarian United uh, at home, uh, also at 7 p.m. Um, they, I just saw shortly before we started recording the podcast that they got a bigger bus from the Blackheart. So if you have tickets to the game and you want to just take the bus, um, you, there, I think there are some tickets available. The bus was sold out. It sounds very much like this game on, the, on Wednesday is also going to sell out. Uh, and I assume the 17th, the game on Saturday, the 17th, 
probably as close to a sellout as well. So if you want to catch, there's only uh, three more games total at home. These two games, and then July 1st, I believe, is the last uh, last match of the year, as well as the last last regular season match, um, as well as the last home match of the season. So um, you don't have much time to get out to uh, Aurora to watch uh, the best soccer players in the city, in the or in the state, as far as I'm concerned, right now. Also, if you live in South Minneapolis, the Howe Daily Restaurant and Bar are running some sort of shuttle or bus from the Howe Daily Restaurant and Bar. Please look them up or follow them on their socials for more information about that. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I forgot. I saw that a while ago. I forgot to mention, mention that on the podcast. So thank you, MJ, for bringing that up. Uh, all right. Finally, as I mentioned, CONCACAF Nations League semifinals are on Thursday. Uh, Canada plays Panama and Minnesota – or sorry, Minnesota. The United States plays Mexico uh, with the winners playing in the final on Sunday and the losers playing in the third-place game, um, I believe, a couple hours before then. So – if you want to check out some Nations League soccer Thursday evening, uh, probably at the Blackheart, and then Sunday, Father's Day, you can definitely catch probably me uh, watching soccer at the Blackheart on 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 the day where I hopefully don't have to deal with any of the kids after uh, Father's Day brunch, which is the last time I want to deal with them for the day. So, anyways, uh, MJ, Jess, anything That's else so you want to add? <laughs> I don't ask for much, Jess. Um, just yes, not. I, I made I I did my I made a reservation for my family at a brunch at Boca Chica on uh, on Sunday. That is literally all I want to do on Father's Day. Oh. Like I, just, I made a I made you a. You do you, boo. I don't even know if I just want to drive to the to Boca Chica. Like I just want to you know whatever. I probably will drive. What's that? You're gonna go Boca Chica on Sunday? I am absolutely yes. 10 a.m. I've never seen you at a buffet. I don't know what that's like. Um. What here's the, the the beauty of it is is that you don't have to have order the buffet from both. You can order you, off the menu, yes. You can order off the menu. So, um, <laughs> so margaritas. How, how many, Father's Day tequilas will you have? The virgin margaritas. Let's let's put it that way. Uh, okay. I gotta you know I gotta be um, responsible at all. So. Driving. What the fuck? Eh, you know, it, that's I don't know. I don't want to drink a margarita at ten a.m. in the morning. Let's I put do. it that way. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I mean, if I was, maybe if I was like, on the who beach. are you and what did you do with the David Zeller I know? Yeah, you know, just getting older and wiser and, and good on you, slight, brother. I slightly, you. Mo- slightly more responsible. So let's, good let's on you, leave man. it at that. So, all right, please rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. Uh, visit, uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, whatever um, you want to yell at us, please do. Hit us at, at TDHKMN on Twitter. Um, I'm at Texas Zeller. I occasionally also will accidentally tweet from the at TDIKMN tab, as I did when I suggested that hopefully with Silvio Berlusconi dying, that uh, Henry Kissinger should be next. I accidentally tweeted that from the Dave's I Know account. Um, <laughs> awesome. Just good. Um, you can follow MJ at MJ Matsui and Jess is, as always, at Jessica 144083 Niner 2. I didn't even tell you guys, I, I made my first ever penalty save on Sunday. Oh, um, in an actual yeah, soccer it? game. I'm waiting till the very end, like just burying the lead on the podcast. So, um, yeah, yeah, I guess. What? what? Yeah, no, I, we got a, a shitty penalty called against us, and their best player stepped up, and I fucking made a save. So, <laughs> and then I, and then I literally picked the ball up and threw it, and basically had a hockey assist for the goal, like the, the icing goal of the game. We won four to two. So yeah. we're up three to two when I made the penalty save, and then like ten seconds later, after I threw the ball, we were up four to two. So. Are you yeah. Vito Manone? I am Vito Manone. 
Hell yeah, Zeller. Good on you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We've, ended, we've been the names you know. This is the names I know. We As you do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We, we, we do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we, we do our thing, son. We can't do nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.